Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast. We got AJ Rudo and Jesse coming to you live on a Thursday. We'll get to the Hall of Fame class and that conversation in a little bit. First, the Avs news of the day. Eric Johnson sounds like will be going to free agency not staying with the abs. I don't think this is all that surprising to any of us. Um, well, I mean, everybody's saying their goodbyes and stuff, but we'll see what the market is for him. You never know. And uh, I mean, just given his credentials and his size and handedness, I expect he'll get an offer somewhere, but <laughs> it really wouldn't surprise me if we got into August. And the abs are like, have 700K to come hang he out. He was unsigned yeah. <laughs> and it was like, hey, give that guy like a PTO. Yeah. And be like, hey, just show up, just get through training camp healthy, and we'll give you a deal. And you can come be our number seven like or something. The Jack Johnson yeah. thing from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be weird to see the Avs give Eric Johnson a PTO. It would, but it would just be like a. It would be like a. We're just checking on health and health alone, yeah. and that's it. Not like a. We're trying to see if you can still play. <laughs> like they have to. Have, they they already know that decision. Yeah, it, uh, and letting him letting him get to free agency tells you that they feel like they can find an upgrade on him. Yeah, I mean... Which I think they can. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, with all due yeah. respect to Eric Johnson. And, and, Not and trying my, to dunk my biggest thing... We talked about it, I think it was last week, or maybe it was earlier this week, where he just he lost his ability to flex it up and down the lineup. He was so clearly exposed when he played anything above third-pairing minutes, third-pairing matchups... I'm not going to say that it was entirely his fault because no, it wasn't. Right. Uh, but but there's a clear line of delineation of Sam yeah. Gerrard next to Eric Johnson and Sam Gerrard when Bowen Byron got healthy else. and how different and what the yeah. how different the defense performed and in particular Gerrard and, when and, he was with EJ and versus then away from EJ off in the well, second the half other, of the year. Yeah. Exactly Part when when they two. were not together. Uh. Oh shit! I just completely lost my train of thought. I'll I'll gotcha yeah. while you're thinking yeah, about it. You. Is there a worse system in the NHL than the Abs for a guy who's aging out and has lost his skating than the Colorado? Because they ask their defensemen to just fly up and down yeah, the ice. Anything anything that wants mobility out of its defensemen, any bad team that EJ, wants mobility yeah. out of its def- defensemen, is going to be a bad fit for EJ. Well, and especially the way, this is what I was going to say. Especially the way that Jared Bednar likes to utilize his True. pairings and, and is just decor in general. You play with different partners. You yep. play in different situations. Yep. And and Eric Johnson, I think, just has lost a little bit of his ability to do that. And where I thought you were going with it, it's not all on him. They had him slotted in. You're our third pairing guy. Oh, you're, yeah. you're our six. It, and then the injuries just got... definitely not on him that he had to play yeah. up in that line. Right, it right. was not his fault. There, but. there was a week where he was literally rolling as like the top guy. And it's mm-hmm. like... This is you are not in a position to do that. This system is not designed for you to do this. 2014 was a long <laughs> right, time right, ago. Right, right, and, it, and it's just that is the part where I think when you're talking about systematically, forget even the way that they like to play, just the way that Jared Bednar utilizes his pairings. Even Jack Johnson, we saw 
be relatively effective playing with different guys in different scenarios. Both it, times. It both wasn't times. like a, it wasn't like a Patrick Nemeth thing where it worked it and really then he well. came yeah. back yeah. and it was a nightmare. Right. Into Jack, the playoffs. Jack Johnson can't seem to play anywhere else. <laughs> but in Colorado, it's like this works, baby. Yeah. Scored more and, goals than Eric Johnson last year. And when you when Eric, Eric Johnson losing his ability well, to do that. This is true. And to your point of they think they can upgrade on that, just bring Jack Johnson back. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Like, I, mean <laughs> I think they could upgrade on that. But, but, but my, yeah. my point is, like, if that's your it's seven, not, man, it's not I'm, that hard to. Oh, totally. Like, Jack Johnson is your seven. I'm like, we're cool. We're good here. with that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame because I, I hope Eric Johnson stays in the league. I, I hope he's around. I hope we get another chance to talk to him because. Uh, great guy. For a great guy. And, and I really do. The, the reason why I'm with you guys where let's not fully rule it out yet. Yeah. Is, is because I think there is an understanding of how well he fits in the room, the leadership role he yeah. has, uh, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. I, I, what he means to the organization. And, and look, the Avs locker room is incredibly strong. They'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But I think it is certainly worth noting that one of the bigger parts of that is EJ being one of those voices in the locker room, being one of the OG guys that was here when they wanted to rebuild it and put it in the right direction. Oh, he, held, he, was, he was one of the those pillars of building yeah up. exactly the accountability and the attitude and the culture that's that exists today you know he leaves that behind as as part of his legacy yep so it's not enough to get his jersey retired definitely not close but do, do i tend to agree with you all guys. the love yeah like the cup didn't change it, him no. winning the cup. Had he been healthy for his entire tenure in Colorado, you're probably having yeah. that conversation. If he, was, if he was healthy, it's probably a 1,000 games yeah. played. Instead, yeah. you're he's talking about pushing that 700 games played. And, and, then, and then you're talking about, oh, he's Milan Hayduk on defense. Yeah. See, and, that's, and, that, and that's, that's the comparable swear. that was in my head. Now, obviously, he was never the captain. Instead, he's a lot more like Alex Tangay, and mm. Tangay is not getting his number retired either. So, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Either I mean, he's of probably them. he's probably closer to like Paul Tasney. Uh, I mean the cup changes. He, it. Either way, not getting his number retired, so it doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, I saw but. some a lot of conversation of like, oh, EJ, he's a, you know, he's like an all-time Av and this and like. See if the Avs had like a Ring of Fame type thing. Yeah, exactly. Sure, he'd be like, in that. The Avs like alumni association or whatever. Right. Like he should definitely be a part of that. I actually, yeah. I I like what toronto does and i know they've done it out of a necessity of we are running out of numbers so they unretired everything and now they just honor numbers yeah i think i i really do like that keep the numbers in circulation put a banner with the name with the number you know toronto does it with a nice See, picture of them as well i don't even know if i agree with this and this is nothing against eric johnson mm -hmm. But when you look at like the bigger scheme, you have to understand the Avalanche are a very young organization. Totally. Really. And yeah. a lot of these numbers, like look at what Kale McCarr is doing. Mm -hmm. Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, and Gabe Landeskog are all headed to retired numbers. But, and that could be Miko Rantanen. I, but I, I want to talk about McCarr specifically because he's... have 11 retired numbers. He's going to be, what, 23, 24 next year? Yeah. And he will be the Avs' best defenseman of all time by like every statistical category yeah. at age 24. So it, it shows how little depth the Avs all-time list actually has. And that's why I think you need to be a little bit careful with retiring and honoring numbers for these guys. Well, and, and to be honest with you, Eric Johnson was kind of like 
like like Varley and Net, where it was like yeah, he was the I, best player I, on some I agree bad with teams. That. Yeah, and, and that's when why I'm he glad got that he got on to win good one, teams. Yeah. You saw him, and some of that is because of his age and where he was in his career. But uh, like he was like 30 yep. when the Avs got good. It's not like he was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. and and yeah. he was a top four guy for them, but. He was. He hasn't been their leading guy in a long time. To me, I, I think it's more about if I would be, I would be heavily in favor of them honoring Eric Johnson. His, however, you know, again in these hypotheticals, Ring of Fame, honor numbers, whatever, because of what I think he did mean to the organization internally, if nothing else. What all he like, stuck through, wanted to be part of, respect, of it, hundred percent. Take, take six out of circulation for ten years. Yeah, I, well, and see, then again, you I, can I, move on. That's why I like the honoring numbers because you don't have to take it out of circulation. So, yep. We gave it to someone else. You're right there. But we I, gave it to someone else. I, I, there's so many numbers, and it's not like football where you're in a position group. Yeah. There's right, a yeah. lot of numbers, man. Mm-hmm. He could, You could take his number out of circulation for a decade. Sure. And just be like, hey. And then after 10 years, you're like, hey, we yeah, we, like paid our, we paid our respects yep. here. I like that. Yep. I like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe um, not 10. Just like five. I mean, dude, they, still, they definitely yeah. even did it with Duchesne. You know there was at least a couple guys that came in before Dylan Sakura. That wanted that like, nine. Can you yeah. give us nine? Like, we're going to give that a year to breathe. <laughs> we're going to let that chill for a year. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I, I think I wouldn't have any problems with Eric going into a, a ring of honor or whatever you want to call it as <laughs> far as that is concerned. But I do think 50 years from now, EJ's not going to be some guy that everyone was like, oh, remember this dude? Yeah. But yeah. I think there's a lot of those with well, older for sure. franchises there absolutely where it's is. like, yeah. why? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also think that's why Toronto went well, to the system they did. Like, well, we can't be dicks and just unretire these guys. <laughs> so let's just honor them. Yeah. Similarly, like I like had, had no idea who, when I was covering my first Jets game, I'm like messaging Z and I'm like, who the fuck are these? Guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like I know Dale Howard Chuck, right? Like, but there's right. Like, there you were know a couple the big guys names, up there yeah. where I'm like, and and I think the I didn't, know, been... I, didn't I, I I know who Alexander Steen is. I didn't know his dad. I didn't know anything about Thomas. <laughs> oh, I know same anything family? about his yeah. yeah. I had wow. No idea about his dad. Like I just didn't know. Right? Had no idea about that. And it's like, look, when you when you retire jerseys for guys that are not Hall of Fame players mm-hmm. or in the Milan Hayduks, like. Yeah. Really, really high-end players who literally played leading a your franchise games in stats. with you, and yeah. like, you know, like it's it's a tough sell for me. The Abs have actually done because I was just sitting here thinking about what you were saying, and I was like, I, Hey Duke, I think is the only and uh, maybe Foot in twenty years, someone would need to be like, who is this guy? But both of those dudes. I think you look up and pretty quick or like, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you look at Foot and you're like, he was on both cup teams. He was a top guy on both teams. Olympic like, gold medalist. He's captain like, later in his career. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has yeah. a like, very solid borderline Hall of Fame, Hall of fame mm-hmm. case. For a defenseman of his era, for sure. Yeah, and that's where when you see certain guys go into the hall, um, you wonder where you're like, this doesn't add up on the well, paper, you're like, but you're yeah. like, like, so Scott Stevens gave a, like 70 concussions in his yeah. career and that's hall worthy. Like, well, the, the, the thing that's weird for me and I'm not, I'm not even arguing against this, but it's just so funny because they were talking on, in during the Stanley cup final on the broadcast about Petrangelo and it was in game five. It, they were up eight to two yeah, or something like that. Over, so yeah. it was done. You know, they were talking as if Vegas had, Vegas had already won and they were saying Alex Petrangelo. 
you know, they were listing off all of his accolades and captain, yeah. uh, you know, a cup and now another one. And they were like, oh, slam dunk Hall of Famer. And I was like, sure. Yeah. You know, I don't know about slam dunk. Well, And again, my I wasn't even necessarily arguing the point. I was like, you know, whatever his resume is, his resume. But it is just so funny because I remember when I was younger, the Hall of Fame seemed very, very reserved for like the all time greats the the greatest of the great yeah and it's just so funny when you step back you're like oh no i guess it is just like hall of fame resume did they win enough did they contribute enough and yeah. we'll get and into this funny. conversation a little bit more um before we do though you know just throwing it out there great candidate for avalanche ring of honor ray bork see i know you and guys don't like the retired jersey yeah. I, I know you guys don't like yeah. that one i don't have an issue with it because of how iconic the moment was that was just voted that right before the playoffs started as the most iconic moment I, I, in Stanley I, Cup. I playoff think it's arguably the, one of the greatest moments ever in sports, let alone hockey. Yeah, but and so that's why I, I think you were caught up a little bit in the moment in how iconic that whole thing was. I actually don't have a problem with Bork. I remember even at the time thinking it was a little weird yeah. because Boston ran the held their own jersey yeah. retirement and like, like justifiably so right 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 and I, that was the one part i remember thinking it was interesting but at the same time that speaks to the not only the player that ray bork was but like the character he was and the leader he was that dude's got his jersey retired in two separate buildings yep not few a lot less, of people that could say that a few less than gretzky but yeah <laughs> um anyway it, it's an interesting conversation the when NBA you get into do those 23? guys did they take 23 out? I don't think so. I know that they were talking so. about it a few years ago. I don't think so. I, I, I think that one's kind of the one that nobody wears, but they didn't take it out. Yeah. That style, which hockey does a lot of. And no one like, literally sent guys back down to the minors because they tried to wear 66. So, <laughs> Dude, that one, that one was so weird. All of it was so weird, but... We don't need to get into that conversation today. Um, what we do need to get into today is to let you guys know that we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get yours at your local liquor store. Use the Breck Beer Locator online today to find it near you. Of course, you can always come down to the bar and get it here. Eight different kinds on tap. Jesse was complaining about how summer doesn't exist here in, in Denver, but at least we're there's some skipped. there's some summer beers at least. We're Jesse, getting skipped to make it I'm, feel I'm just like having to chug these summer beers to trick myself into it, Rudo. <laughs> there you go, the Mountain Beach uh, Sour. It's got you covered. So go Thank check God. that out. At least you can feel like summer while it's pouring rain. I just outside. bought a UV light. I've got it in my basement. I'm sitting down there chugging these summer beers, <laughs> sitting on a lawn chair. What is this, Alaska? <laughs> Uh, Feels like it. Go get your beer. Also, check out Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel merchandiser for DNVR. I know Jesse's complaining about it. Look, AJ and I's apps say the weather's going to be good this weekend. So the sun's going to be out. You're if gonna... it's not, I'm holding both of you personally <laughs> responsible. I can live with that. <laughs> go get yourself a tea time and make sure you're looking good with Pins and Aces hats, shirts, pants, cleats, the amazing DNVR golf towels. You get 15% off everything at pinsandaces.com when you use code DNBR, and you get free shipping. Tons of cool apparel. They also have the liquor stick and the beer sleeve. If you want to bring those uh, Breck brews onto the course with you, beer sleeve's the way to go. Slides into your bag. You put seven beers in it. You're on the course. You're good to go. Uh, Look, it's the way to be with Pins and Aces. Again, go check them out. Pinsandaces.com. 
Use the DNVR code to get 15% off and free shipping. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All right. So I don't think we'll have a ton to say about this year's Hockey Hall of Fame class. There are seven people. Uh, Ken Hitchcock, Pierre Lacroix, which we talked about yesterday. Tom Barrasso, Henrik Lundqvist, Caroline Ouellette, Pierre Turgeon, Mike Vernon. Uh as the seven going into the hockey hall of fame for the 2023 class one. That's a pretty big class, but I think all are well-deserved mm-hmm. the conversation I would want to get into here. And I know Tiff is going to have some stuff to say about the women's side of it. If she wants oh, to, I'm going to explode, <laughs> but I wanted to start here. Are you guys big hall or small hall people? I don't, I don't know what that question means. Would you like I guess appropriately limited could be the correct answer yep. too. Okay. but well, so this, I mean that it just goes back to what I was saying where it's, I, as a kid, I remember thinking Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, the, uh, the top, top, I guess top, top, top still isn't retired. There were 17 guys in the hall of fame. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like, you know, Joe Sackick, he retired. It's like, oh, yeah, he went in. Of course, he's one of yeah. the all-time greats. Yeah. Peter Forsberg, well, of course. You know, the- even, even Peter Forsberg was like, oh, he deserves to be in, but he's a weird anomaly case, right? right and then it right. turns out, no, not really. And, and, and it's just, so it's so funny as, as you know, continue to get older and you become an adult and, you you know, I've been to the Hockey Hall of Fame a couple times and you, just, you take a step back and look at all of it, it's like, there's a lot of weird shit in here. Like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that, like, I don't know if I would say is Hall of Fame caliber worthy. So you're a small hall guy confirmed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he can't make up his mind on it. I feel like if you didn't finish in the top 50 in scoring. Here's what I think there should win be a major award. And you're I, just out. I think there should be a very exclusive Hockey Hall of Fame, all-encompassing Hockey Hall of Fame. And then I think there should be an NHL Hall of Fame. Kind of like how there's a Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. I think this is stupid. I think there should be one Hall of Fame, and then you, like, if you're the NHL Hall of Fame, I think that's dumb. Yeah, but but I, because I do think, but I do think there are a lot of guys who it's like, kind of like the Ring of Fame thing. They should be recognized for what all they did. What they did was incredible. But are they in the top one percent? Yeah. No. But like Alex Petrangelo, when he's done, he deserves to be recognized somewhere. Yeah, and he'll probably have his number retired right. in Good. St. Louis. Well, so, so I don't know. That ended and really Vegas. bitter. <laughs> Just do a Ray Bork I, all they, over. They, they, should, <laughs> they should do it in Vegas because by the time his career is done, he'll have been there for a while. Depending on how many cups he's won. Give them a number. I don't know. I, I mean, uh, they like don't. Eight or nine years in each city. They'll definitely do Mark Stone. I don't know anyone. I don't know. I, we'll see. We'll see how aggressive they get. Yeah. Now that those guys have won a cup, it's like, okay, they're a lot easier to celebrate. For sure. You feel a lot more inclined to celebrate guys who bring you a cup. Not wrong. Like, it, it will forever be weird, like that whole Sharks era with all those great players. Are you really going to raise a bunch of rafters to your jerseys for guys who didn't bring home a championship? You might if you're Toronto or something. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's my new official vote. If you wanna, if you want Make an to, NHL yeah, if you want to do do an right. NHL Hall of Fame, it's NHL players. You can acknowledge their NHL careers, but then you should do a Hockey Hall of Fame that is for these are 
they affected hockey on levels more than just at the NHL. I, 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 that's fine. I, I just am being nitpicky about just don't call it a Hall of Fame. I, and I don't even necessarily just, I don't, I don't even disagree with that. Yeah, right. I, I know I'm I just being, sem, I'm yeah. being semantic about just it for sure. Give me some type of NHL recognition that's not the Hall of Fame. All right. Let's just, just cut to the chase and let's make a Hall of Very Good and be done with it. <laughs> hall of Very Good Hockey Players. It's not the worst idea you've ever had. Uh, or just like a, a hockey museum. I mean, ah, that's kind of what the a, Hall of Fame is. Right, right, right. But, but that's what I'm saying. You take the, like, ah, anybody can be in the museum. Yeah. Well, we put cool exhibits. They had the traveling thing, which they yeah. did some of that with. But anyway, one of the other topics I wanted to get into specifically because I was, I was looking into this. With players, if you didn't know, other than Wayne Gretzky, you have to be retired for three years before you're eligible I to go into four. the Hall of Fame. Is it, it might be four now. I, I thought it was three. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Not matter. the point I'm making. No. When it comes to builders, there are like a bunch of dudes in the Hall of Fame that still have jobs in the yeah. NHL. Ken Holland is in there. Gary Bettman I was is Gary in Bettman there. Gary Bettman just got inducted last year. Yeah, there's there's a couple other people too. Ken Hitchcock got in this year, even though you know he's not. Ken Holland being in there, is so I funny. think that's that's crazy. Um, uh, Lou Lamorello's in there. Why do you think that's crazy? Ken Holland. Yeah. It's how bad he is at his job now. <laughs> okay. Pierre was bad at the end of his job, too. Sure. Yeah. He's in the hall. Well, I know, but he's not still actively being bad at the job. <laughs> yeah, it's because he was bad enough, and the Avs were like, please go away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, after two Stanley Cups with the same organization, a bunch of I mean, very well-accomplished teams. Ken Holland was wildly successful early in his sure. career. Yeah, but, but this is more of like the... It's like when he Chris two eras worth of champions. Sure. In Detroit. Okay. It's 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 like decimated it's, that team for the better part of a decade. But. It was like when <laughs> it was like when Chris Chelios was being traded by AHL teams where it was like, please just end this. We all want to remember the good stuff. It's just funny knowing what Ken Holland is fumbling around doing now and being like, I guess that was a Hall of Fame <laughs> career at one point. Cause wow is he bad at it now. Kind of getting off the topic I wanted to get to here was, are there certain players where they should just stop doing this nonsense? Like, you could put Sidney Crosby in the Hall of Fame tomorrow while he's still playing, and it'd be fine. Right. Should they be more aggressive with that, like they have been with builders? Or do you think it's fine as is? I think it's fine as is. Okay. I think I think they need to be, one, some criteria of what the hell a builder Needs qualifies to to as in. yeah you know some benchmarks for guys to hit would be great it is very very um, big and this is where it being the hockey hall of fame and not the nhl hall of fame is like makes things complicated yeah, because yeah. players have international success and now and now you have a generation of players who haven't had the who opportunity haven't had opportunities yeah. internationally and how does that stack exactly up, yeah. when you're talking about stacking it up historically against oh well this guy won three gold medals and it's like well that guy also went to the olympics three times <laughs> you know like it, nathan mckinnon might not get to go to an olympics but hey he got to play on a really fun world cup team once yeah, right ben myers has been to the olympics so Kill McCarr turned that to said no thanks to the no. olympics <laughs> the ultimate power move <laughs> like 
I, I guess I would just say I would I would like to see for things like builders maybe a little more like an like a concept some clarity of, yeah yeah because with players it's like you know you, you kind of know it when you see it yep you know a, a guy like Sidney Crosby it's easy to know yep yeah that guy's a Hall of Famer you know a guy like Peter Forsberg Eric Lindros Pavel Bure Paul Correa really great players yep who had significant injury issues good with I'm good with those. You know, as a as a guy who was like Terrell Davis has to be in the football <laughs> hall of fame. Like I'm good with bright lights that burn out exa- quickly. Exactly. Yeah. But but because of injury, not because right, right. Corey Perry, you know, hung around for twelve years. Became and a stat patter but scored twelve points. It, a year, right. so it became actually like, hurt his stats. Became like yeah. the Mark Recchi compiler. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, he stuck around till he was forty two and put up forty point seasons. Yeah. Between between ages thirty five and forty, can he come know, do that for the Avs next year? And just keep you know <laughs> a guy like that, the compilers, the Patrick Marlowe's, yeah, who just stick around yeah. for a really long Marlo's time. Marlowe's probably going to get into. I think those are more complicated conversations because you're like, how much do you value a guy that breaks the game the game's play right. record versus like the fact that he was just like a his points per game numbers are really well, not that good. At, and yeah. you're like, for the last like eight years of his career, he was just like, okay. One, well, like he's been a third line guy a for good a decade. Player, yeah. But not like a leading, yeah. you know, not an all-star. It hasn't been an all-star in a really long time kind of thing. Well, and relative to your point of like, should you just cut the nonsense? Like the fact that Yarmer Yager isn't, isn't even right. eligible like, to start his like clock. The dude should have been in 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> and I think, I think if you leave, the NHL, and this is again where it's the hockey hall of fame. Like, you're not in the NHL anymore. Yarmir Yager's going to be in the hall. Just put him in the hall of fame. Right, yeah. right. The <laughs> only reason that guy's still playing is so that that team doesn't die. Right. Right? Like, he's playing he to keep owns the team. The team, that he team owns and the league float, was like, yeah. no, you have to play. So. Yeah, like the the guy's not even playing. A, I, mean, I mean, I'm sure he's. I'm sure there's some love of the game, but do you think at, at this point, like he's just like being held hostage? <laughs> yeah. By his career and by like yeah. his ownership, and then it's like, well, if he doesn't play, the rate at which he produces for being in his yeah, 50s it's outrageous. <laughs> it's dumb, dude. Like he's I, even that league's not great. I get it, but still, like, come on, man. Those are professional players, and he's 50, putting up like three points right. a game. He, uh, I, I've always made the kind of tongue-in-cheek comment of like, he does not get enough love in the greatest of all time conversation purely just because like that dude did it across so many different eras at a high level and it's just crazy yep how good he actually has was been for and so still long is. yeah it, it won everything there is to win i mean i guess dude, not his, a his elite prospects gold, page is like it, that was like 10 fucking yeah. scrolls to yeah. get to the bottom <laughs> The only guys who are comparable are the guys that get traded every year. So there's two lines. <laughs> right, right, right. That's how they catch up. Played for 30 teams, but only played for seven years. Yeah, exactly. This is crazy. Dude, he didn't even Your play Hal in the Czech the two league this last year. He played in the top Czech league yep. this last year. Yep. It's 14 ridiculous. points in 26 games. That's so dumb. So well, dumb that he's he even right capable now? of that. He is uh, 51. <laughs> uh, no, that's he's 52. This says date of birth, February 15th, 1972, age 51. Oh, no, that yeah, is Yeah, he'd be 51. He'd yep, be yep. 52 oh, next year. Yeah, yep, 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 it's yep, always yep. tough. It's always tough to hey, do math on. we there. always say, I took this job because I was told there was no math. <laughs> that, 
I don't know who told you there was no math in this job. There's definitely uh, math. I don't believe that was part job. of our conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, Maybe that was the, remember that was a Drake conversation. <laughs> Everyone knows there's no math, dude. It's just his first his first line in Elite Prospects is from the '84 '85 <laughs> season. That Sick. is so funny. Played. What was it? Uh, it was it was his U18 team. He had 41 S- points in 31 still. games. Nice. He's played professional hockey in four decades. Like, yeah. well, his first NHL season was 90-91. Is 80s. it 92? Oh, yeah, you're right. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Jesus. Five that's, different decades. That's that dude. so that's dumb. That's pretty crazy. And his <laughs> last fact. NHL season, he had 16 goals. His second to last <laughs> NHL season, he had 27. Yeah, as a, like, he wasn't even was bad Calgary, at the right? end. Where he had just slowed down so yeah. much. Yeah. And the NHL yeah. was becoming I'm so I'm sorry, his fast. last full season, he scored 16 goals. He only played 20 games. Yeah, and Calgary. then was done. I wanted the Avs to sign him just because that was a... It was just a fun jersey collection there near the end. Like the yeah. obscure jerseys. The guys who like went around with all of his oh, jerseys. Dude, that was, that and the was bullets. Fun, yeah, the traveling Yagers. Yeah, good, good for them. Uh, anyway, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> he should be in the Hall of Fame today. But there's he, but whenever he decides to quit, there's like a ton of those be. guys, right? Like Datsuk went back to the KHL and was like, okay, that guy should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, just put him in. Yeah. Don't put Zetterberg in. Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. Tiff. His career also really tailed off near the end. Put in, yeah, he got hurt a lot. Put in, uh, put in McGillney. Oh, McGillney should be in for sure. Uh, Tiff, I, get it. I know you wanted to pop off about uh, the women's spots. So. Um, there was a Feel comment free. that kind of just like, rat, like kind of just said it perfectly earlier. I just don't understand how they have two spots available every year since 2010, and there are nine women, and there are like 15 more that could easily make it in. Uh yeah, I'm just I'm just very annoyed by that. It's just con- it's just a constant the, annoyance. The NHL and Hockey Hall of Fame and all of that just continues to let me down, and it's very sad. Is there who is there a woman that you would have liked, like a one in particular this year that you felt was snubbed? Um, I saw a list I, last night where a of, number of, of like them. five yeah. of them where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I know all. I like I yeah. Um, right, I yeah. think like Cassie. Um, Campbell, I think she would have been a really good one. Um, Julie Chu would have been a really good one. Um, do they normally, and and again, without looking, yeah, do they normally use both spots? No, never. They They, haven't used both spots since they first introduced women into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2010. And then they've done one, and then there's been several years where they've just not done done any. And it's not like they're taking away from the other yeah, spots. No, 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 like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not like other people wouldn't have gotten in. Because here's what's been. hard about this conversation. Was we just spent the last 20 minutes being like, they need to be more exclusive with it. And so I'm trying but, to. But I also. Like, but bring more women however, in. <laughs> however, I think your point earlier about how like this is the Hockey Hall of Fame, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. NHL Hall yeah, of Fame, right. is, totally. is the sticking point yeah. for me. Like, and, no, this is, and this is pretty personal for me, but like. Uh, I think oh, I told yeah. you guys before that, like, Kale McCarr was one of, like, the first things I saw that, like, made me really interested in hockey. Mm-hmm. I go back even further to just that women's 
uh, Olympic Games that went into two in the morning. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I do I, remember. I, I was don't know. A, I was working at a bar watching that game, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is super cool." I don't know how the Lamaru sisters aren't in the Hall of Fame. That's so, crazy to me. That's that's my little tangent Lamaru's about it. Yeah. Well, isn't one of them still playing? I don't think Jocelyn isn't. I don't know. See, I thought the other one. Maybe was maybe she still. is then, but still, like they should be shoo-ins, right? You would think. Yeah, between the the golden the goal Canadian, and the shootouts. Well, between the Canadian and the American teams, there should right. be a half a dozen a at whole least. Bunch for of women, each. Like, yeah, flooding the hall. Right. In the next ten years, so so that they're not using spots now when they can. Yep. On obvious candidates like Jennifer Bottrell. Yep. <laughs> like you're gonna need more than two real soon. Yeah, it's they're coming. For real. So I was going to say, there, there, there is a part of me that likes that they, you know, they're keeping it exclusive and they're being very calculated with it, but they're not really showing that restraint in any other category. Yeah, they're right. not. Any, well, <laughs> they're adding, right. they're adding like builders the, by like, like let's be dozen. Real. Mike like, Vernon just made the Hall of Fame. Right. Are you fucking kidding me and, with and Mike Vernon? I was going to say. And, Mike and Vernon. It's it's hard for me because I, 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 like, I like the discretion they're using. On the women's side of it, it's annoying that they're not using it anywhere else. That's the only place it seems to be manifesting in, like, well, we're being choosy here. You don't yeah. get to do hey, that with the just Hall of that Fame, category, okay. right? Right, right, right. It's like, oh, by the way, hey, Mike Vernon. If, if, if they were doing that all <laughs> over the place in every category, then I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's hard to get in. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's baseball's always been like, it's hard to get into that Hall of Fame. And, and it should be. Yeah, and like that's that's always kind of been for me like the gold standard of Hall of Fame. And <laughs> in recent years it's gotten a little Yeah. A different time for a, a different little, show. Yeah. It's, got, it's gotten tougher, but like it was hard to get in and getting in meant something. And getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame doesn't feel like it means something because uh, seven I guys with that. seven guys get in every single year and it's not the same celebration of like like, like there are years in baseball where guys just don't get in. Like, there's nobody in the Hall of Fame. Really? Yeah. Like, yep. hey, we didn't add anybody this year. Yep. And for me, that makes it feel like it's a bigger deal. You know, Larry Walker went in with Derek Jeter. Just those, just those two. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you know, and then and then again, you have a seven-person class in hockey, and it's you know every year. It's, oh, here's five guys. Here's four guys. Here's you know. <laughs> Here's five people. Here's four people, you know. And and for me, I think it has watered it down to the point where I don't care about this anymore. Like, do I think Alexander McGillney should be in? Sure. Do I think it's a giant travesty that he's not? No. No. Be yeah. Because if you just wait long enough and you whine loud enough, so you'll get probably get him in. Yeah. Yeah. I just for me, I just don't care about the Hall of Fame anymore in hockey. Okay. Because I think they've already made it too big. So. It's it's That's too late to undo now. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. You decided on a big haul, and now you have, right. now you react you act that way every year, except when it comes to women's hockey. And okay, uh, like Gary Bettman's in your Hall of Fame. I, Are you yeah, fucking kidding me? I well, so I, I was going to make that point a second ago. Like, obviously, Gary Bettman would go in when he eventually does retire. Why? Because he was the commissioner for thirty years or whatever, several yeah. decades. Yeah, like. I think that's a pretty obvious answer. Uh, he's, he's expanded the league. For, well, how many teams were in the league when he took over? I don't know the answer. Probably 22. 
I was going to say, he's, he's added at least 10 teams, at least 10 teams. By the time he's done, that number could be closer to 15. He, he's grown the league beyond what they ever thought it could generate revenue-wise. Like, it's obvious. It's very obvious why Gary Bettman would get in. But to Ruto's point, it just kind of speaks to the, we want to put as many people in every year. It's like yeah. you're adding people that are still doing the job. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah, my problem with having Ken Holland is is that he's active. Right. Not same. Not that he How is he a Hall of Fame GM and still a hired GM? Yeah. Now it's one thing if a guy retires, goes yeah. in and then And then comes back. Unretired. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That that's, that's not different. how this has gone. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Ken Holland has been right. actively employed for the last three decades. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh anyway. If uh, this Hall of Fame talk is making you as hangry as it's making me, you can get yourself some illegal peats. Uh, go get yourself delicious burritos with fresh ingredients at 11 different locations in Colorado. They also have the longest happy hour around from 3 to 8 p.m. You can get their delicious margaritas or other drinks, of course, but their margs are the way to go. You can sit out on the patio unless you're Jesse and convinced it's going to rain every day of the year. Yeah, it looks great out there right now. <laughs> When the yeah. days are nice, you can sit out on the path. Let me just check my phone. Oh, it's going to rain today. Severe it, it, thunderstorm yeah, wash issued for the I-25 corridor. We've known corridor. it's going to rain today for and a week. Hail yeah. and flooding in all caps, it says. Our primary concerns, 2 to 6 p.m. Let's head out to the patio, Rudo. All right. Well, you better hurry to Illegal Pete's then if you're going <laughs> to get it in. Before I, gotta, the... I need you to wrap this up. I got to go sit out on the Illegal Pete's patio. I only got till 2. <laughs> Oh, well, shit, that's eight minutes from now. Go check them out. There's one just a few blocks from the DNVR bar if you want to come visit us here. Uh, yeah, Illegal Pete's delicious stuff. Also brought to you by the fantastic people over at Shady Rays. They've got tons of different sunglasses that you can get, all sorts of styles, all sorts of polarizations. You go to ShadyRays.com, use code DNVR, and you get two pairs or more, you get 50% off. It's basically buy a pair, get one free with Shady Rays. Did you see the video where a guy dropped his Shady Rays from a third story? To I see did if they not would break? see that. Did, I, did they break? Nope. Nice. I guess that explains their coverage policy yeah. of they'll replace them in the first yeah. 30 they're days. They're like, look, if, if you, you broke them, you accomplished something. Yeah, you went, you went hard. Yeah, <laughs> we'll replace them. So get on it. Their customer service is great. Not just breaking them. If you lose them or you just don't like them in the first 30 days, you can send them back. They'll send you a new pair, and you'll be good to go. So check them out. Again, ShadyRays.com. Or if you're local, they have a brick and mortar in the Park Meadows Mall. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. Noel, sure. I want to I want to start with the Eagles. Yeah. Um, because you know they do have a coach search. Yep. Uh, that is ongoing. Uh, and I would say right now, um, the kind of what we thought going into this season, into the off season of if Cronin gets poached. Uh, Aaron Schneekloff. Well, they promote internally with Aaron, Aaron Schneekloff's yeah. been on that bench as an assistant every Since day. They, and he was their head coach when they were an yep. ECHL team. And he's been there he forever. Was, he yeah. was winning Kelly Cups with them. As a player. Uh, as as yeah. a player and then yep. head coach. Yep. So he's been there. He's been successful behind the bench. It's very, very highly thought of uh, by the Avalanche was, organization. Um, has the, a, been given a lot of credit for the defensive development yep. down there as which well. Is, so. Which has been a big a big part. You know, Cronin obviously gets a lot of credit, mm -hmm. but Schneekloff and the work that he's done with the defensemen down in, or up in Loveland uh, has been a big part of it as well. And I, I, I think it would be a surprise to me 
if they went elsewhere. If they went a different direction for the head coach. Sure. They would need to find an assistant to replace him. Yeah. Uh, to replace Schneekloss' role. Um, but the, as, that, as that search continues, I would say, as of right now, you could probably call Schneekloss the front runner for that job. Yeah. Um, but that that search continues and we'll see. Will be interesting to see how it yeah, plays and out. For I, sure. You know, I I don't know when they uh I don't know when they're going to make that decision. Obviously they've got a lot on the plate. They've got a whole, whole lot draft of, whole and free lot of offseason stuff coming up um, in the next two weeks. I am yeah. expecting Dev Camp to start the same day free agency opens. Great. I don't know if that means on ice, but the I yeah, believe it looks like the on ice stuff is supposed to start on the I third. I believe the like. plan yeah. is for the Avs to whoever they draft, and you know we'll see. We'll be if in they're town, at the draft, yeah, you know, we'll whatever. Immediately, basically, um, those guys that are there will go from the draft immediately to Denver and yep. be introduced to media. Yep, probably <laughs> on the first, probably that morning. Uh, and then I don't know about the on ice. I saw Evans tweet about the on ice being the ice being booked from the third to the fifth. Yep. It's been historically uh, yeah. accurate. I would, yeah. I would expect that's accurate that they probably give uh, them I was a gonna say, had, had you said that they got time. on the ice that Saturday, I would have been surprised. So, but I was like, that's I think very quick. I think they will start the, uh, I think they will start the, like the education stuff that they do. You know, or they they go through social media stuff and all they meet with the nutritionist yeah. and how to be a pro. You yeah. know, like those kinds of things that they do when they uh, draft players and bring them into or the organization. So, um, with, so uh, things are about to ramp up, basically. Yeah, and and there's obviously a lot going along uh, uh, league wide, and so I, you know, I also would not be incredibly surprised if over the next five days we saw. A re-signing or two. I mean, it's that time of year, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the abs. Uh, well, I was just gonna say this. This is always the biggest false start of a ten-day period of all time because it's like, nice, we got some signings, we got yeah. the draft, we Columbus got free agency, went in, they're and on the ice, a, they were alone, yeah, and then it dies for six weeks. Yeah. So. Well, and then you're like, are we one of those teams with an arbitration case? No. Right. No. Okay. <laughs> Nothing to do. We do. have some unsigned RFAs. We can talk like we're going to talk about the Bowen Byram contract for all yeah, summer. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a lot. Watch them get that done like tomorrow. And it's like, like great, uh, thanks. Guys. Well, it's, <laughs> I, 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 I'm kind of surprised that like Newhook isn't done because I don't think that's a very complicated case. Mm -hmm. You give him a two-year deal. You give him right around two million dollars, a couple hundred thousand either way, depending so, on whatever. I, I, and then you're done. I do wonder about that couple hundred thousand because I think the Avs might be like, hey, we'll get it done. Let us go do some stuff in free agency and then see Easily. exactly how many dollars yeah, we have we'll, left. We'll do yeah. we'll do two point two yeah, right. later. Exactly. When we've got the point two yeah. that we're comfortable giving you. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. But like I do think that that is an easy, a much easier conversation than I, the buyer one for sure. Like, yeah. They've got a tracker or two in the past of all of these kind of not flooding in at once, but you're like, why haven't they done yeah. any of these? And then a piece here. And then you'll see, you know, we'll get those press releases yeah. where you look at the dates of them, you know, you, you keep them in your email inbox and you go back and look at it later. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> they sent out five of these in four days. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Everything fell into place and it was rapid fire. Yeah. That yeah. does. That is how it goes sometimes. 
Um, I see chat talking about it a lot with Calgary and, and the announcements today from some of their players. That yeah, are, and they aren't announcements. Yeah, uh, It is one reporter saying, I don't know, but it sounds like maybe these guys are possibly leaning not towards a, Not a ton of solidness there. A thing. Yeah. So there's nothing there uh, at the, for me. And um, also, like, them outside telling Outside of Hannafin, them that, there's nothing there yet. Even, even saying that, like they play out their contract and leave is a very possible thing that happens. Yeah, Conroy has like, said he's not letting it happen with Gaudreau. Sure. After, after Gaudreau, he said, I'm not doing it. But the week before the draft, that's a lot of ducks to try and get in a row really fast. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I, and again, outside of, outside of Hannafin, you got two we'll sees and maybes. I don't know. Not a lot of confidence in those it, statements. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I read them and I said, okay, this is a lot to say. Maybe. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. With Hannafin, it sounded a little more definitive of he's not interested. Also, yeah. maybe. And that's not an avalanche conversation, yeah, the, yeah, unfortunately. The, there's just not that I think Hannafin on the Avs would be dope. But oh, I do too. It's not something that the Avs should be looking into giving up assets for. Yeah. Really. Like if you could, if they if they were to trade Devontae's to solve their 2C problem and then turn around and aggressively pursue Hannafin. That'd be fun. But yeah. That's one where it would be like, okay, you could talk me into this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for that. But uh, that, no. Um, yeah. At, at the moment, with how things are currently constructed, that's not an abs thing. Mm. Jesse. Uh, I'd be more interested in Backlund than Lindholm, though. I would be more interested in Lindholm. But Lindholm's I, the better player. I He's un- younger. I understand He's you look at Lindholm and you're like, oh, you have to give up everything on planet Earth to get that guy. Uh, well, but. and then you're not going to be able to sign him. And if you do, it's going to cost you Devontae's. And I, the, neither no. of those, yeah. neither of those are true for Backlund. So I, I did want to get into this conversation. Heading into this silly season of draft and free agency, we talked about it a little bit. But do we think the West or the East is positioned better here? In what way? Yeah, for what? In ability to go out and get what they need and or want. We talked about it with the trade deadline where a lot of picks came west. Mm-hmm. When you look at cap situations, I think it's fairly even. There's teams on both the east and the west that are really cap-strapped, and there's teams that have a ton of room to play with. Is this just an arbitrary division of east and west? Do we even care if one division's better than the other? I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't think it really matters. Okay. Fair I mean, enough. I mean, all the talk all year was what a bloodbath it's going to be in the East. Yeah. Those teams are just going to cannibalize each other. And it was the eighth seed who ended up running through three of them. And then they got smoked in the final. The whole the, the narrative all year was how much better the East was, was than the West. The team that barely got in ended up handily going through the East and then got smoked by the top team in the West. Yeah, I mean they escaped the first round with the historic upset. Flip that switch and well, but I mean were, they were off and running. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, from game five, game four, no, game, game five, five yeah. of that first round, Florida, Boston, they went twelve and one. Twelve and one. I guess yeah, eleven and one. one in eleven series, and one, like, but yeah. Three. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that first round series. Was I still legit. think no, it was twelve because I won one I in the st- final. I still oh. think. Not in order. Yeah, <laughs> I still I still think that the East was better than the West in the regular season. Yeah, but sure, being better in the regular season yeah. turns out doesn't matter that much, yeah, does well, it? And yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, who's better in the postseason? It was the West better because they won the final. 
I mean, I mean, Vegas was better, right? By, by result, the rest of the like, West, I don't know. The one head-to-head matchup that they had, yeah, they won that. It's not like Vegas was really scraping by teams in the West either. They were taking care of their series mm-hmm. in six at worst. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hard, hard to say. I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting because I, I really do. I I think the NHL is in a weird, is in an interesting spot right now because of the flat cap. <laughs> but I think you have teams that are just inherently being more aggressive. You now have seen a winning formula out of Vegas. I think teams are going to be more aggressive. We're kind of learning. AJ, you've talked about this for years now. Like I remember you used to get pissed about it. And you used to be like, oh, I don't know what you mean. The system works fine. Like the salary cap, the bad contracts, the aging curves, like all that shit. There's just ways out of it. Right. Yeah. Team, teams have just gotten too smart. They yeah. can find their way out of any of that stuff. Yeah, they figure it out. The The only part that I do think makes it interesting is the fact that the East top teams in the East did spend so many assets. Well, and like a team like a team like Boston's paying that price right now because they're looking down, they're staring down the yeah. barrel of Bergeron and Krejci might retire. We don't know what their decisions are going to be. Also, even if they don't retire, age will catch up to them eventually. Well, and, and they went so hard on that. They have to give guys away, yeah. you know? Um, they've been trying to give Mike Riley away for like a year. Yeah. Here, uh, Dude, they were trying at, to give Jake DeBrusque away. And until, right, all they like, want, don't know. Right, like, wait right, a minute, right. wait a minute. Uh, I, like, there's, there's a conversation where Taylor Hall gets moved this summer for them to try and save money on things. Like, should we? They're they're going to lose Dmitry Orlov. Like, they're they're in a position where they're going to be hard cuts there. Should we stop allowing this? Like, it, to me, there are some weird similarities between. I was very young when this change happened, but it used to be in the NHL that you could trade a player for money. Straight up. Do you want to trade a player for cap? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, should there be a punishment for these teams straight up giving away $7 million players? There is. They lose the player. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't have the player. I I get that they don't have the player. And they get nothing in return. But should there be limits on these teams and not allowing them to free up that cap space? Mm -hmm. Not at all. No. You don't think so? No, okay. not even remotely. Okay. Yeah. I think it works just fine. You're, Vancouver had to buy out OEL. Well, Vancouver's going to pay the price. Well, I was going to say, in the NHL. Minnesota bought out so Parise is Arizona. and Suter, the, the, the NHL They're going to pay the price. Also would, already that, makes it the hardest a different conversation. Team. Sure. I think retained salary, they agreed to pay X amount of money for X number of years. If that team turns around and buys that person out, it's not that their problem not anymore. Be Arizona's yeah. problem. Okay. I think that is horseshit. Well, and, and the NHL already makes... Like of the four major four of the four major North American pro sports leagues, they already have the hardest cap to try to maneuver. It's true. There's already a bunch of rules that I think work against teams like the, the we've talked about it before. I think you should get a discount against the cap for guys that you've drafted. Like the fact that we see NHL teams forced to yeah. lose guys based on them drafting well. Yeah, like if they gave them like a ten percent right. cap hit, something like, small, something small. You but you diminish ten I mean, percent off Kale McCarr is nine hundred k. That's right. almost a million that's right. dollars. Yeah. And that's that's if you've been drafted and developed by an organization, having like a ten percent discount against on the your, cap, right? Uh, on your two highest contracts or something, dude. I'm cool with that. And, and that's that's something that I think I actually think the league needs to make it. Easier. Creative levers Creative, like that yes. are would be would be really good ways of being like okay, well, 
Because right now, it's as long as revenue continues to go up, and as long as you keep making money, then the cap will go up, and, and then it'll blah, be fun. Blah, blah, yeah, it's all good, baby. Like right. everybody's it's, making more money, big, right? Big capitalism vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but like creative levers like that, where hey, this incentivizes teams. You know, we we just saw the NBA do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, hey, if you have X number of max players. This like second apron that that they put yeah. into the new CBA mm-hmm. is going to force teams. Is, now you is pay to, even more money. Basically, yeah. it's it's going to punish teams for being too good. Yeah, and and see that's what I think. And that's that's not something I don't think I, I don't think any league should be punishing teams right. for being too good. Well, and, and my yeah. my issue with the way the NHL one is set up, and I just said it, I I feel like you can. It feels like teams get punished for drafting well. It's like yeah, you drafted four really high end players. And you can't and, afford them. And all. now yeah. you can't afford them. Yeah. yeah. And, and teams end up having to do, you know, ridiculous things. And, and it kind of ends up taking you out of a window. And those players you drafted doesn't really end up doing you all that much good. So to answer the question, no, I, I think the last thing on earth the NHL should do is make it okay. more difficult for teams to move on from players. I, I, I agree with what you're saying in principle. And I think especially I think, for the players, you want to give them as much power as possible in those situations. I, I still think contract lengths need to be cut down. I think they're too long. Because, Ooh, yeah, because... Yeah, it, I mean, if you cut it you down to like... teams can't fucking help themselves. Calgary is a great example of a year ago, they were spinning their wheels and they throw seven years at Nazem Kadri, which now creates an anchor that they can't do anything I think, about. I, I, even because if you these just, teams can't help themselves of giving out see, but, long-term but, 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 but deals again, like and that's, this. And that's why it's like, that's... And so take it out of their hands and cut it down to five years so that these guys in their 30s I'd cut it down aren't to continuing. S- I'd cut it down to six. I then think. Six could be the, the eight-year thing. No, I'd do Give six them the and extra seven. Year. I'd do six and seven. See, I just I, think contract lengths are too long and teams are just... Here, they can't help themselves. Here's my thing, though. I mean, dude, as uh, we we were a show that talked a lot about like, wow, it'd be great for the Azerbaijan Kadri. It'd be really hard for you to replace that guy. And the day that got signed, we jumped on this show. And we were like, "What a mistake!" Yep. And, what a mistake. So if you're look who he was, he was back to the normal Nazem Kadri. Right. This year. If, you're, if your management can't Not worth maneuver that, that yep. on day one, yep. then that's on you, your ownership, your management. I don't think the league should be getting people out of making dumb decisions. That's what I'm trying to get it, to. The yeah. problem. The but, problem is that then, then they just sit there and you end up with the. You end up with like a, I guess for me, I'm looking at a guy that's a good player whose career is now, the, the second half of his career is probably going to be wasted because yeah. he can't, he can't be moved. Yeah. Now, like he agreed to that deal. Like right. he, he took the bag, man. Like if he wanted other flexibility and he wanted other options, right. he had them. Well, he went and got the biggest contract he could absolutely get himself. And that's fine. I, but now he's probably stuck. And I just think from a league perspective, I think it's bad to have players stuck like that. I, so the stuck... So that, I guess I, that's how I feel I don't think it. being that, stuck is that bad. It's the situations like where Louis Erickson's career ended up, where they're like, we're going to send this guy to the minors. It's so bad. That's when it becomes a problem for me. Why? Because then you're taking players and you're having $6 million like or whatever of dead cap hit. That's not even... It's not because he's injured. It's not because he's retiring it's because you're actively not playing him in the nhl because he's that bad and that's where i think the shorter contracts would prevent a lot of that i don't i mean that's just a mistake from management right that's, and that's just a bad evaluation I, I, I agree and a shorter contract means that mistake doesn't end up going on and on I and just, on and on my thing is i don't like when good players get stuck in places 
because the teams can't move him because they gave him too big of a See, no, I guess This is the one thing about the NBA that I think they did well was when they limited contract length, it increased a lot of player movement, and it made the, the league always interesting in terms of what's about to happen. I mean, I'm probably going to open my phone and find out that there was another three-team <laughs> trade involving 65,000 draft picks. <laughs> like, it, the NBA, and, and the NBA is interesting in this way. It makes it interesting. It does in force how, how more would you, action. How would you feel sure. about... And a major component I, of that was cutting down contracts. How would you feel about if, if you were signing a max term deal, whether it be seven years for a free agent or eight years yeah. for an internal, that at the halfway mark of that, so you... Just or you say after four bring years... Bring back options. A player option. Yeah. You get one player option halfway through. If the player chooses to stay, well, then now you're locked into that full term. But kind of give them a... Only on the max term, you get a player option halfway through. Maybe a mutual option. I, I I think I wouldn't I wouldn't even mind that. That'd be fine. But I think just bring back the and make the seventh and eighth year options. Six year max with options up to seven and eight. I would do a four year max with five and six. I think that's too short. But See, I, I, I think I, I understand think if you're, if you're, that spurs more action. If you're shortening it down to five years, you can't have the option. And it gets players paid. It does get players paid, but but I you'll get a second contract for you get high end players with third and fourth and fifth contracts at that point. Here's the hard part though. So like Nazem Kadri, part of the reason why I mean you said he know he knows what he did. He took the money and good for him. He should have like he should have taken the money. We all would have. The hard part for him is like okay, let's say you cap it at five years. Does that dude get another deal after five years? Well, and the, if if they were and capping it, at, but, if they were capping it at five years. It opens up the idea of him signing in Colorado for three. Because he's not leaving another forty million or whatever on the table. Well, you know, the other side like of that Avs, is if the Avs' biggest offer to Kadri that last year, and I'm just spitballing here, say it was four years at five and a half million dollars, the difference between that and seven by seven is gigantic. Yeah, if you cap it at five years and seven million dollars, still pretty big. It's still but... a pretty big, but it opens it up where you could say. Now Colorado might be able to retain yeah. a guy. You're, you're yeah. a lot closer in that area. And I think that's where uh, I'm trying to encourage player movement and I'm trying to encourage Look, if players getting paid more often because I think that these seven, eight-year deals, I just don't think they're great. If the San Jose Sharks find a way to get out of Eric Carlson's deal this summer, then Nothing I officially is off the don't table. think that anybody yeah. can get out of it. Like Everybody can get out of every deal and the contracts you I've, sign are more just for funds. I have said this for a long, long time, but there are... Very, very, very few contracts in the NHL that are truly untradeable. Well, we got a very. Do you have one off the top of your head? Mark Edward Vlasic. Uh, it's pretty dead. Is He's, he still in San Jose? Mm hmm. He can retire and then it'll be tradable. Because that's, there's like it'll be five fun. more years on that thing, over $7 million. He's been bad for years, and he's like 34. That's crazy, too, because he was one of the more underrated guys, I thought, in the league. Yeah. Oh, uh, large stretch. We, but, like, that's as close as I can get to, like, it's truly untradeable. We do have to wrap up as yeah. the Nugget Show is coming on. So you can... TDSP's coming on. Oh, is it TDSP? What are you guys talking about today? Mount Rushmore of Denver sports and how Jokic changed it. I mean, we said I, all along he needed to win one. Yep. Yoke's, well, we're gonna, we're Yoke's gonna talk on about it. McKinnon's probably on it. We're going to talk about where Kale, the Avs guys yeah. are pushing yeah. it. So it's interesting. Is, yep. Because I think, uh, well, we're going to have a TDS. Yeah. The Tune conversation in. of McKinnon. I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. Like you're fine. McKinnon versus McCarr at like the top of the current Avs. Yeah. You know, organization is so fascinating. Yeah. One guy, one guy has a. Five-year head start, so. <laughs> oh, 
Isn't it nice? I've told this story a billion times how I used to be in high school so unbelievably jealous of Pittsburgh and Washington, D.C. markets because they got to watch just two of these all-time greats every single night. And there's two of them on the Yeah, It's pretty good. It's pretty good to be an Abs fan. Crosby and Malkin, but... Uh, Anyway, we are out of here for the day. We will be back tomorrow talking draft of some kind, most likely. I think we are also brought to you by Kind Love. We are brought to you by Kind Love as well, uh, which, you Their know. products are great, man. I've gotten <laughs> really high a- off AJ's of them. AJ's gotten too high off them. He's taken too many gummies. So. Uh, not just the gummies, man. Some of their, some of, some of their other products that... The uh, turbo core that they put, you put into the middle of a, of yeah, the a little cigarette or a joint. joint yeah. stick thing, yeah. It does. It's, it's turbo the, for a reason. It, it right? <laughs> amps your shit up. Where like, are they? Is there is there one around here? Uh, I don't know if there is one around here, but you can order online. So, well, do that. Look, QR codes right on screen. Code DNVR to get twenty five percent off in store. <laughs> Check out Kind Love near you. They've been around since two thousand ten. One of the longest dispensaries here in Colorado. Uh, and they're local, so we love them. That's not how contract retention works, man. You can't just count the contract they acquired in Cal Peterson. What? <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to make up that the Flyers are retaining $14 million because they took on Cal Peterson. <laughs> That's you, He's going to be a goalie for them. You only have three retention slots. If you're retaining $14 million, you did something crazy. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to... He's counting the guy that I, they acquired. That's just a full contract. Exactly. Yeah, they I acquired understand. a player and his contract. That's not retention. All right, well, this, this is not, we're done. We're done. Take us out of here. Goodbye. <laughs>